Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now for our story. The birth of a child is an event celebrated by even the most primitive people with gladness and joy. And yet in Wakefield, three people whose lives are dependent on the outcome await the birth of a baby with mingled emotions far different from the simple happiness which seems so natural. Sergeant Bill Meade, Ben Calvert, and his wife, Jessie Calvert. The birth of Kit's baby represents the possibility of a fresh start for her husband, Bill. A release from a marriage based on deception and trickery. Ben Calvert, Kit's father, hopes desperately that the child will be fit. One he can be proud of. But he is certain that whatever happens, his daughter will return to Wakefield. Certain he can then shape the future according to his own desires. And Jessie, who has used this birth as a weapon to achieve her own ends, waits anxiously for a letter she is sure Kit will write. A letter saying she will not return to Wakefield. Then Jessie will know she was successful in creating a rift between father and daughter. Three people waiting. But none of these people in Wakefield are aware of Kit's tragic accident with the loss of her baby. Now in a Los Angeles hospital, Kit herself is waiting the birth of another woman's baby, waiting for Lisa Fenner's child. Kit and Paul Cromwell had sat in the reception room for what seemed an interminable time. At last, Dr. Gordon had come in. Well, it's all over, Miss Cromwell. Uh, is she all right? Yes. Mrs. Fenner came through beautifully. But the child, Doctor... It's a boy. A very fine little boy. A boy? Then you're sure she's quite all right? Oh, yes, indeed. You needn't worry at all. That youngster's quite a little roughneck. Seven pounds, eight ounces. Probably turn out to be a football hero. Well, Dr. Gordon, you... You've been wonderful. I... We're, we're very grateful. Thank you. It's no credit to me. Mrs. Fenner is a very plucky young woman. Yes, I know. Uh, Mrs. Mead, I'm glad to see you looking so well. Everything all right? Kit, didn't you hear? Dr. Gordon says you're looking very well. Oh, oh I'm sorry, Doctor. I, I didn't hear you. Yes, I feel really fine. As a matter of fact, I've, I've never felt so well in my life. I'm so happy for Lisa. Hearing a good news, it seems to compensate for what happened to me. That's a very healthy attitude, and I might add an unusual one. Dr. Gordon, may I... May we go up and see Mrs. Fenner? Oh, no, not just yet. It's much too soon, Mr. Cromwell. You see, she hasn't come out of the anesthetic. But the child, Doctor, would it be possible to... Could we see him? Oh, yes, Mrs. Mead. Uh, the babies are on the third floor. I'll go up with you. Oh, that's nice of you, Doctor. We'd appreciate it. We'll just go through here and take the back elevator. Well, here we are. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Uh, how much did you say the baby weighs, Doctor? Uh, seven pounds, eight ounces. Well, isn't that rather unusual? No, it's a good-sized boy. Doesn't hurt to have a head start, you know. No, I, I suppose not. Yes, Mrs. Fenner should be very proud. I know how she's looked forward to this baby. Uh, perhaps you'd like to be the one to tell her, Mr. Cromwell. Well, I, I think I'd better. She hasn't seen him yet? No, no. 
Many times the husbands and grandparents see the baby before its own mother does. Well, that seems rather odd, doesn't it? Doctor, I... I suppose this is a silly question. Go right ahead, Mrs. Mead. I was just wondering, did you notice what color the baby's eyes are? Oh. <laughs> well, frankly, I didn't. As long as they're healthy, I... Well, I might as well confess. They all look pretty much alike to a doctor. But in any case, his eyes will probably change color. That frequently happens. Well, here we are. It's remarkable. Look at them. They all look alike. Which one is Mrs. Fenner's, Doctor? Uh, just a moment. I'll step around and ask the nurse to hold him up for you. A moment later, the nurse appeared behind the glass partition. With experienced competence, she reached down into one of the baskets, lifted up a child, and held him up for them to see. His eyes were closed, but a funny little smile flickered across his face, which brought a responding chuckle from Paul. A chuckle which Kit did not hear. There he is. Lisa's baby. What a funny little creature he is, really. I suppose all new babies look like that at first. You really can't tell who he looks like. But it doesn't matter. They say children grow to look like people they're around. I wonder if that's true. It's strange. I feel almost as if I... But perhaps that's not so strange. For days now, I've been counting on this. Waiting, planning on it. Yes. He's going to be mine. My son. I know it. I know she'll let me have him. And in a room down the hall, Lisa Fenner opened her eyes. The white figure of the nurse was a swaying blur, like a reflection on disturbed water. Then Lisa came to full consciousness. As the nurse smiled down at her, everything which had happened came rushing back to Lisa. She wanted terribly to ask the question, the first question that came to her mind. But she couldn't. Not yet. She closed her eyes again. She was thinking of all the things Kit had said. And things Paul had said. From a logical standpoint, the answer should be obvious, Lisa. You see, it wouldn't be fair to the child. You needn't worry about the environment your child would have. Yes. I'd go back to Wakefield. It would make such a difference. Of course, Lisa, I don't blame you, but it's true. If we hadn't had that argument, it wouldn't have happened. Yes, I'd go back to Wakefield. You needn't worry about your child. If Kit weren't here, if she went back to Wakefield, Yes, the picture would be changed. I'd go back if I had the child. If I had the child, Lisa. Kit, Kit, would you? What's that, Mr. Fenner? Oh, Mr. Fenner. Oh, 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 that's him, I'm Miss Anderson. Well, Mrs. Fenner, how do you feel? I, I don't quite know. You're a very fortunate young woman. Am I? Is the baby all right? I should say so. You have a love. No. Don't tell me. But Mrs. Fenner. I don't want to know. I don't want to know whether it's a boy or a girl. You you mean you want to be surprised? No, that's not it. It's, it's just... Now, don't you worry. Lots of the ladies feel that way until they've seen it. No, it's all right. But I'll tell you right now, your baby is perfect. 
A beautiful child. It doesn't matter. I... Oh, just you wait. I'm going to tell him to bring the baby in now. Oh, no. No, please. But, Mrs. Stanley... Oh, don't you understand? I don't want to see the child. I... I can't. Please, ask Dr. Gordon to come in. Of course, Mrs. Fenner. <laughs> just a moment. I'll see if Dr. Stanley... Well, Mrs. Fenner, how's the new mother feeling? Dr. Gordon, I... I was just outside the hall. Uh, now, uh, what's this Miss Anderson tells me about your not wanting to see the baby? No, Doctor. I can't. Oh, now you mustn't feel that way. Lots of women get a sort of stage fright about seeing their first baby, but, but then when they hold him in their arms... Oh, no. That's just it. I, I don't want to. Mrs. Fenner, something's bothering you. I'm here to help you. You must tell me what's wrong. What's worrying you? All right, Dr. Gordon. I'll try to. I know it. It must seem strange. Well, frankly, Mrs. Fenner, it does. We've had so many nice little talks. I know how you look forward to having this baby. And... No, I can't understand. You mustn't worry about the child, you know. You have a fine, healthy baby. The nurse told me. Then what is it? I can't help you, Mrs. Fenner, if you're not willing to cooperate. To let me help you. Oh, it's that... Oh, everyone's been very kind. It's, it's just so... So difficult to explain. Look, Mrs. Fenner, I think you're just overly sensitive, disturbed. I'm going to tell Miss Anderson to have the baby brought in. Then you'll see how needless all... Oh, no. No, don't, don't, Dr. Gordon. It's much better this way. Better? Yes. I couldn't stand to see my baby. I don't want to. Ever. You see, Dr. Gordon, I'm not going to keep my child. Lisa Fenner had made up her mind. Had reached the most painful decision any woman could be forced to make. The choice between her child or the man she loved. And so it seems once more Kit Mead is to have her own way. Get the things she wants for herself, regardless of the effect this may have on the lives of other people. I wonder, Kit, how long you can keep this up. How long you can continue to use the misfortunes of other people to your own advantage. 